0: On this week's episode of the WNP Podcast Are you getting downs with this wide receiver class? Stay tuned Episode 165 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are you?
1: I am doing swell, except for that intro. That episode 165 really bugged me. But otherwise, I'm chilling. How are you?
0: Uh, you always get bugged by little things because you're just an angry little boy.
1: Sure, that's, that's, that's what it is. You poopy head.
0: I'm doing fantastic because this is the third straight episode where I just get to rip you for your horrible takes and my fantastic takes. So it's going to be another great episode covering wide receivers in this one. Uh, For those of you that don't remember, uh, our last wide receiver rankings that we did last year, uh, I had rookie of the year Garrett Wilson as my one. Chase had him at his, as his ten, so I mean a little bit different. Yeah, that was my ten or eight.
1: I definitely had him as my ten. I don't know what am I actually had Is eight the real number? Yeah, you,
0: I remember you had him last. I don't remember if we did eight or ten, but
1: you had him. I, I think I think we had him eight as pass catchers, not just receivers.
0: No, no, we did them separately. We did a pass catchers episode, but we did. Huh, I'm
1: gonna have to go back and look. Plus, you plus what tight ends last year would have beat out Garrett Wilson. Um, exactly. What, what, what what's his name from from the Bucks? I don't even remember who it is. Cade Otten. Yeah, Cade Otten, baby. You had Cade Otten I as your want...
0: tight end five.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it's a meme. Relax, it's a joke. So,
0: just prepping you guys so you know who's who's got the real talent
1: and evaluating wide receivers over here.
0: But uh, no, it's gonna be a good episode, Chase. We're going over our top ten wide receivers in the twenty twenty three NFL draft class. Uh I think before we even preface, talk about the class as a whole, let's get into some other stuff. So first off, you got a little report off from Jeremy Fowler recently that Derek Carr, apparently the preference for him would be the New York Jets. And as a Garrett Wilson owner in Dynasty football, would absolutely love that.
1: I do think it's a good fit. It's a team that I think has Everything in place, just minus a quarterback because Zach Wilson's just horrendous. What a ter- I, I thought thought was a terrible draft pick at the time. Shocker! It's been a terrible draft pick. So outside of that, they, they really just need a quarterback, and Derek Carr, I think, is a good enough quarterback to win with in the NFL. I think the Raiders were wrong for treating him the way they did, and shout out to him for being able to kind of screw them over, be like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm not," you know, waving my Notre Dame you. I'm not waving my salary for you. you guys can kick rocks. So he gets to make, you know, his guaranteed money. Still, they take on a cap it. Now he gets to kind of choose where he wants to go based on his offers. And I think the Jets would really be a great fit because everything, for the most part, is around him. I I don't think he has to worry about, you know, trying to feed lesser targets like he might have if he were to go to like Houston at the moment. So it just seems like a good fit.
0: Yeah. I think the only problem with that situation would be you're playing in the AFC. You got to go up against Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, you know, all these guys, which he's not, you know, unknown to that he's used to being in the AFC but if you're going elsewhere I feel like an NFC team might be a little bit more favorable at this point but overall when you look at the Jets they're close to a complete team the defense has been really solid offensive line needs to get a little bit better but when you look at their weapons that's solid when you look at the running back with Brees Hall he's fantastic so I think the Jets they are right there they're right on that cusp and I think a quarterback that is actually competent like Derek Carr is, that could really excel them, push them into that playoff picture.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I, I can understand the argument, the AFC thing. But he said he's already there before, and you know, and it, it, what's it even worth winning if you can't, if you're not going to beat out Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, why would you want an easy track from the NFC uh, unless you're the Lions? Because then they're they're the goats. Oh. Um, but yeah, then that would be a thing. He would have to play against the Lions, and okay, let's be honest. Like the undefeated Lions next year are gonna, gonna stomp him, so he's like, I gotta stay away from that. He goes to the Jets.
0: Undefeated Lions with their new, newly drafted.
1: Cool. Are you making prediction, Running.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm questioning you. Are
1: they running back?
0: New running back. Oh, okay.
1: Cr- running back.
0: New running back.
1: He's gonna be a quarterback, running back, cornerback mix.
0: Oh, so you're taking Anthony Richardson because yeah. he's yeah, a running
1: basically. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, draft combine yeah. was this weekend. Uh, yours truly got to see it in person. Chase, we missed you out here. Would have loved to have you.
1: Yeah, it would have been cool if you know if I knew you were going and could could have maybe got a pass and I could have just maybe driven down after um, after my festivities on Friday. But no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get the notification.
0: Well, that's crazy because uh, last Sunday I texted the group chat and said going to the combine. But
1: it was like Tuesday. You said it.
0: Oh, okay. So you had a good, you know, three-day preference, pre- preface
1: preference. <laughs> yeah, I had a three-day preference. Yeah, <laughs> I had a nice three-day preference. I didn't know how much they cost. I didn't know what I had to do. I was like, this is just a lot of work. I'm uh, whatever. It was
0: free, baby. Free 99. It was awesome. It's um, nifty. It's pretty cool to go see. I think that it's a valuable experience, but I think it's more of an experience for like a family. Um, or maybe if like all the boys went and we're just grabbing beers, you awesome them back. And then that could be a good time too. Um, my dad and I went, it was, it was a fun time, but I would say overall, like it's not one of those where if you really want to analyze these players, you're not going to be able to do that there. It's going to be easier on TV because you actually get to see them up close. They only have about 30% of Lucas oil, um, available for the public the other 70% taped off for players and GMs and everything so you couldn't really get down close to the field and it was a little tough to see but there were festivities happening right outside of Lucas Oil for kids 40 yard dash a bench press type of thing and we don't think it was real plates but it, it was a
1: cool overall time good experience is, this, is that where he able to rip out 60 of them I didn't
0: actually go on it. You know, I didn't want to impress too hard. You know. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, you you weren't ready to get drafted yet. You want to go back one more year of college. Exactly. Okay, um, fair enough.
0: But some of the, the coolest things come out of the combine. So let's talk about a couple of them, Chase. First up, we got to talk about Anthony Richardson. Is he the new QB one? I see a lot of people talking about it. This guy absolutely showed out. Coming in at 6'4, 244. Ginormous. He records an official 443 forty, he breaks the vertical record for quarterbacks and he looks great passing the ball deep as
1: well. Yeah, he he had a great day. I mean he, he did everything he needed to do, just breaking so many records and looking as strong as he did. And there's arguments to be had that he's moving up the draft boards. He moved up mine. Um I got him as my QB two now, just strictly based on upside. He looked so good there and it really is all there, except for the short or the small sample size and the consistency really needs to improve. So if those things could happen, this guy could really have a ton of success th- at the NFL level. And to argue that he's QB one, I think he's going to be some teams' QBs one QB one at least. And I, I think this is where a team like like maybe the Buccaneers could, could do something good here. Maybe they can trade a haul. they could sign Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason um, so they can get you know like, like a year of Anthony Richardson backing up to Jimmy Garoppolo, become more of a pro, become more of a passer while he still maintains the athletic ability. And then year two, he's just ready to rip. It'd be tough taking a guy, you know, potentially first, second, third, fourth overall and have him not play. But at the end of the day, it's about doing what's best for your franchise and and investing into a player. And that would be a great investment.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's the potential that this guy could go just sky high. Number one, overall quarterback in the league type of level, like up there with the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, all those guys. So it'd be very exciting to see him go to a really good situation. Now on the defensive side of the ball, we saw some good performances out of like Nolan Smith, Christian Gonzalez, um, some other guys in there that we'll be talking about in future episodes when we take a look at our edge class, our defensive tackle class, our linebackers, our our defensive backs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But out of the running backs, who are a couple of guys that really caught your eye, maybe surprised you compared to watching them on film or guys that just reassured you that yeah, this is the guy.
1: So first I'll say, you know, um, Devon A he really w- looked b- better than I saw in film. Like his footwork just looked really strong today. So he's going to end up moving my draft up my draft board a little bit once I make the tweaks to his grade um, outside of him. I thought dude Swan, even though he weighed in or measured in as shorter than expected, he weighed in at tall or weighed in at higher than expected. Jeez. I'm freaking switch <laughs> my words up here, but doing doing all the drills. I wish he ran the 40 just to see what he did. But doing all the drills, like his footwork was impeccable. His catching ability was great. Uh, so if, if a team can find a Darren Sproles role for him, I think he's going to have a ton of success at the NFL level. Uh, Ty J Spears looked really good. He's probably made himself the most money out of all running backs the last six weeks. Like he, He's pretty much, I think, locked himself into a day-two pick because he, he, he just looks incredible. And again, his footwork looked really strong today. He was catching passes. Uh, it, it, was, it was a good day for the running backs. There was a couple of guys that underwhelmed, but um, it was good to see also Bijan, you know, crack that four or fives and get into the four, fours, that four, four, six that he had. Uh, it, I think are a lot of guys really kind of made the case that this is such a good running back class.
0: Yeah. You looked up and down the board. There was only one or two guys that I was really looking at, like, mm, not sure, you know, he can do it at that next level. But a lot of the guys really impressed. One guy that I think looked better than I expected was Tank Bigsby, and I think that's where it comes into play, how we talked about it last week. I thought he kind of had, you know, levels to his game. When he was at that very top level, he looked extremely good, but we didn't always get to see that. I felt today he performed better than the likes of Zach Charbonnet, who Charbonnet obviously gets a lot of, rightfully so, respect, hype, um, but Tank surprised me a little bit with the athleticism that he showed.
1: Yeah, man, he, he looked awesome. The footwork looked good. Um, we all know that he is a like just like good all around runner. He's not necessarily pure power. He's not necessarily pure speed, pure agility. But like he just showcased that for for a hater like you, he he had more to offer. Um, so I was happy to see him go go the way he did because I am someone that who's always been a big supporter of Tank Bigsby. I think he's got the ability to be a, a like number one running back on the team. So I was happy to see him kind of have the day that he did. Well,
0: I got to say, shout out Johnny Ream because he's the true supporter of Tank Bigsby. At one point, uh, his fantasy, his dynasty team was tank for tank. So true tank supporter right there, Johnny Ream, not you, Chase. Sorry.
1: It's because yours is tank for B-John. So he's like, I got I gotta uh, to do my own. It was bust for B-John. Bust for B-John. My bad, my <laughs> bad, my bad.
0: All right, Chase. Well, let's hop into our 2023 NFL Draft wide receiver rankings. Like I said, we're going to go through a top 10. Before we hit that top 10, Chase, what do you think about the class overall? You think it's a really strong wide receiver class? You think it's the weakest one we've seen in the history of the NFL draft? Where do you see it?
1: So I think it's, you know, it, it's still solid. It's going to be good like NFLers that come out of it, but it's definitely underwhelming compared to some previous years. Uh, um, I still have some guys that are graded pretty high, but, when it comes to like the day two type guys, it drops off pretty quickly for me. Normally receivers, there's a lot of them needed on a team. So you see them fly off the first, second, third round. And then obviously throughout the rest of the draft too. But I think that there's just much better values, you know, around the board at different positions than spending, you know, too much on these day two level guys. So I, it's, it's a little underwhelming, I guess, in that aspect.
0: Yeah. Overall, I think it's, I think it's pretty weak. Um, I would even say that the top end of the draft class isn't even as talented as the last couple that we've seen. Uh, I think it's going to be sitting around that same range as I think it was the 2015 class with Laquan Treadwell and Corey Coleman. Oh, maybe, it was, maybe that was 2014. Um,
1: I think it was 2014.
0: I, there's going to be talent that comes out of this draft class, but I think overall when you're looking at the level of prospects we're getting in this wide receiver class, it's definitely lower than the last couple. And I, I just... There's only a couple of guys that I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, and I can definitely get that. Um, I would say that I'm super excited for, you know, maybe five of them total that like, you know, there's a couple guys that like are great where I expect them. So I'm not like crazy excited, but even a couple guys where I did end up where I expected them. I'm excited for and then a couple, you know, later names that surprised me over the last few days of scouting surprised me at the combine. There's one name specifically I'm really excited for.
0: All right, Chase, Well, let's just roll through it. Give me your top 10. I'll do mine, then we'll start discussing.
1: All right, number one, I have Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Number two, I have Jordan Addison out of uh, frickin' USC. I, I almost said Pitt. Uh, number three, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Number four, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Number five, Kayshaun Booty out of LSU. Number six, Tank Dell out of Houston. Number seven, um, I, I gotta make sure I say it right. Don, it's Don Tavion. It's Don Tavion. Wicks out of Virginia, number eight. Zay Flowers out of BC. Number nine. I have. I can't do. It, I just forgot his first name for a second. Bryce, sorry. Bryce Ford Wheaton out of WVU. And then number ten. Did you say we're doing ten? I don't remember yep, what you said. 10. Okay. I just, just wanted, I wanted to make sure. Number ten. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. All
0: right. Bit of a different list here for the two of us. Uh, it starts pretty similar though. Number one, I've got Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio state, Jordan Addison out of USC, Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Number four, I go Zay flowers out of Boston college, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa state. I got Rasheed rice out of SMU as my number six. Kayshawn Boutte LSU number seven.
1: It's pronounced booty by the way,
0: Boutte. Uh, okay. Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee, coming in at number eight. Number nine, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Got a, got a shout out the alum there. Wow. And oh finally, number 10, Josh Downs out of North Carolina.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I, I, I think that um, we obviously have different lists, but I think once we get to the analysis, it might not be so different. Uh, I think one guy will be. Um, You had Jalen Hyatt at four. I had him uh, down sitting at number eight, but I think overall it might be similar analysis on these guys, just different grades. Let's start with Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's both our ones. This guy we've known for a while. He's been a fantastic wide receiver. Unfortunately due to hamstring, we couldn't see him compete in his junior season outside of the very first game where I don't think he got a ton of targets. um, But then he shows up at the combine and has one of the best combine performances we've seen all weekend.
1: Yeah, he he did great. He really just, everything improved his draft stock. Um, It would have been awesome to see him play this year because I think he would have put up some really good numbers that would have just solidified him as the one-on-one of wide receivers, not even close. So to not have that film definitely hurt, but I think he really improves the stock here. And, it would be shocking to see him you know not be at least a top 2 receiver uh, drafted in this class
0: yeah i i just think that outside of the speed which i think that he's he's got that short area quickness that you like to see out of wide receivers but doesn't necessarily have the long speed just such good hands. The route running is spectacular. The stuff he does after the catch is really good. Reminds me a lot of Garrett Wilson. Now, I thought Garrett Wilson did it at a higher level um, when they're at Ohio State, but both fantastic players. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the better route runner of those two if you're comparing them. And uh, I think he's also a plus when it comes to blocking. So this guy's just really good. Um, but with that being said, when you look at my grading scale, He's not a top 20 pick for me.
1: Well, that, that's disappointing because I I have him as a uh, top 16 pick. Um, so first half of the first round. And it is because just like, yeah, yeah. The athleticism is going to hinder him a little bit, but just his football ability, just it's it's like Amin Ross St. Brown where like we had that guy ranked high. We, we had him ranked, you know, like yeah. all both in our top eight. I think both are top five maybe. And he had gone to the fourth round and it has been one of the best receivers in the league since since entering it's same type thing with JSN. He's not some, you know, elite athlete, but he's just going to win off of sheer will and football ability. Like he's going to work on the outside. He's going to work on the inside. I think he's pretty scheme versatile. I don't think you have to really worry because whatever you need to do, like he's just going to be able to do it. I I, I don't see how anyone else could see Like any of these other receivers being wide receiver one.
0: I, I tend to agree. I, I think the next guy is pretty good as well. But, Chase, you make a great point. We're on it with Amon Ross St. Brown. We're on it with Justin Herbert. I'm, I'm just confused. Why are we still doing a podcast for 40 subscribers rather than making 40 mil as scouts in the NFL?
1: Because we do it for the love of the game, not for the money.
0: Oh, true. That's a good point. All right, Jordan <laughs> Addison, both are number two. This is a guy who won the Bolitnikov, uh with Pittsburgh in his final year. That was a sophomore year. Then he transfers over to USC. He gets banged up a little bit towards the end of the season, but still had a pretty productive season. I think one of the most important things for me with Jordan Addison was this weekend. He showed he does have some speed by running a sub four five forty.
1: Yeah, that's something that really helped his case for me too. Um, his speed on top of his agility, he, he's just a, a really great short to intermediate route type guy, and he can take the top off if needed. I think that speed is gonna kind of gonna help, like I'm trying to figure out how to word this, what what he ran you know, this weekend. It's going to kind of help you know, make that case for a team that's looking, looking to spend some capital on him. Uh, had some great numbers in college. Uh, he mentioned he wanted to be going to Pittsburgh. He wanted to be paired up with Kenny Pickett, get back in the Pennsylvania area. Um, you, know, you know, I think that might be actually a solid fit if they're going to move on from Deontay Johnson, especially because like, he's just got great yak ability. He's willing to block. I, I just think I, I, he's just a very quality receiver i still think jsn's you know the higher level when it comes to this quality this but like he's just like he's just good with a little more athleticism
0: yeah i think i see jordan addison similar to a tyler boyd with much higher athleticism tyler boyd not the fastest guy but i think jordan addison he does have that speed he's got better ability after the catch as well but when it comes to his routes and his hands he's right there i think with tyler boyd he's yeah just So talented in those aspects. So excited to see that he's top two for you, because last year when we were talking about it, there was a little bit of concern from your side.
1: Yeah, there was. And I thought it was just kind of inflated numbers being not like the only option really in a pit offense, like who else are you going to throw the ball to? Like he was just better than the rest. And I thought still someone that could be a good NFL player, but I want to see him do it elsewhere. And, yeah, he goes gets to play the better quarterback, but he goes, goes and plays in a completely different offense with better weapons, and he still plays really well. kind of really helps solidify things for me.
0: All right, next up, our number three, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. This is the size receiver, at least the top receiver, that has that prototypical size that NFL teams like to see. Um, he's an interesting case because I think that there's times where he's not necessarily – the best looking player. And then there's times where he just completely takes over the ball game.
1: Yeah. And like when, when you first started watching, we saw him at a kind of a different level. I I, I really liked his game. I, I think he's, you know, that, that frame combines with, with good speed. And I thought he was a better catcher than you did when we first kind of talked about him. I know you've maybe changed a little bit on that, but the inconsistency. Sure. I can someone understand it, but he does have that true, you know, X receiver build. He has that number one receiver build on top of having a good athletic profile, um, really what it comes down to for me, though, it, it, just the route tree was so minimal at TCU and you would have liked to see him maybe be a little more productive with that size and the team being as well, you know, being as good as they were. So those kind of two things really bring him down for me. If, you know, if he ran a full route tree at that TCU, um, like TCU offense, I think he might be like a top five pick. But I just I don't know if he can really do that extremely well at the NFL level.
0: Yeah. And. Most of my notes are pretty negative on Quentin Johnston. And I, I think he was this high just athleticism, athletically based, I guess I should say, um, before Combine. And, I mean, the guy's an athletic freak. You love to see it. His vert was crazy. He was jumping out of Lucas Oil. Um, but I had a lot of talk about he's a body catcher. He limits his catch radius because He's a body catcher. I also had questions about endurance or effort issues. It felt like any time the play was going to the other side of the field, he didn't really do much. And I wasn't sure what all that was about. Then you see him at the combine, and that body catching really got uh, broken down a little bit because in all of the um, tests that he was going through, all the drills that he was running through, He's using his hands a lot more, really proving that he can catch the ball with his hands. He's not strictly a body catcher. And so that moved him up a little bit as well. I think the guy's got tremendous upside. I'm interested to see where he goes and and how he's utilized. But I I'm a fan, and he is the last wide receiver on my list that gets a first round grade. All of these guys, though, sitting between that 20 and 32 range.
1: I've got one more that just squeaks in, but final point on Quentin Johnson: if he can develop a little more and just become just a, a you know get that more diverse route between, like adjust the NFL quick, I think if he can be used in a similar role to what, like like what Mike Evans has been used for in the box, I think he can have a lot of success.
0: Yeah. All right, let's all talk about Jalen Hyatt. He is your number four. What did you see about Hyatt that you loved?
1: Really, it comes down to a, a good combination of his like size and weight. Um, it's nothing like elite, but. You know, weight compared to his height, I think, is very solid. And then the athleticism, the athletic profile, his willingness to block, all that—it's just—it's really special. He's great with the ball in his hands. He um, is, like, he gets the ball in his hands, I should say, and he doesn't, you know, you know, really drop. I think he's got a, a very diverse and safe, you know, level of catches throughout his college career, or mostly this last season. He kind of broke out. Cedric Tillman was kind of expected to be the guy, but. Things went up not working out for Tillman, and then Jalen Hyatt stepped up and just dominated. You know, I can understand the concerns of a, of a late kind of career breakout in college, but Jalen Hyles, he's just such a natural athlete, and I would say he was probably the most efficient wide receiver in the country this year. If you look at QBR um, targeting receivers, he was number one, so he's just he's just got someone about him. I, I think that this one year is kind of sample size really first time gets his opportunity breaking out so hard. I think he can even elevate that at the next level.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact word used. I think you said special. Uh, I don't know if he's a special athlete, if I'm being honest. Uh, everyone was oh. telling me that he was going to be challenging that 40 yard dash number. And I know 40 yard dashes and everything. Um, but coming in at a four, four, one 40 is not, anything crazy you know Tyreek Hill blows that out of the water Um, but I think overall speed is great that's what I listed it as great speed I think he's got great release his hands surprised me I thought he had a lot better hands than I expected Uh, one thing that I wish I saw more of we just didn't because of the way the Tennessee's offense worked out was I wanted to see what he could do after the catch more could he be a yak guy could he break tackles? And we just didn't see it a lot because they would just send him on go routes. Hennon Hooker would hit him perfectly, and it'd be a touchdown, which is fantastic because you saw Jalen Hyatt's speed in-game. He beat the corners, but it was college-level corners. And at the next level, is he going to be able to beat everyone that's you know, going up against him when he's running a 4-4? I don't know. So I, I think overall hey. he's he's a very good speedster and I have a second round grade on him, but I just don't see him as special.
1: A four four like speed just like, it still puts him at the very top end of NFL wide receiver. So to say that it's like putting him as slow. It's just it's not fair because like it still is a, a very good number. And when you look at him on the football field playing the game, like he looks faster than that. A lot of guys kind of lose speed because they're more focused on, on the football game uh, their, in their padding. So it's a little different where. Jalen Hyatt, it's the same to him regardless. So I, you know, I, I disagree in that aspect. And when it comes to that, you know, that rack yak ability, sure. Like that's, uh, that's fine. Uh, you didn't get to see a ton of it, but he has all that, you know, skill. Like he has the skill set, I should say, the skill set in order to have success in that role. So I think so long as someone gives him the opportunity to do that, I, I think he's going to flourish. And
0: hey, no one said he was slow. I said he's got
1: great speed. Uh, but you said he's, he said he doesn't have enough speed to beat some of the NFL defensive backs. You weenie. Which is true.
0: There's a lot of very speedy NFL defensive backs. We're looking at a day and age right now where if you want to be named you know, one of those top speedsters, I guarantee whatever team Jalen Hyatt goes to, I guarantee there's going to be a guy faster. Because we are seeing Ooh. so many 4-3s right now. And we've seen quite a few 4-2s. Obviously not as much. 4-2 is absolutely insane. But guys that are sneaking in that 4-2-9, 4-2-8 range, there's guys there too. So I think that no matter where high it goes, I think there's probably a guy there that runs in that four threes.
1: Maybe there is, but here's the thing: a lot of those types of players had not worked out in the NFL. Like look at John Ross, perfect example. So fast, just not that good of a receiver. There's a lot of guys that teams have overdrafted because of their speed, and it's changing nowadays where these speed receivers have legitimate talent. But I think he's just and he's got more talent than a lot of these speed guys have in the last few years, especially. So sure, somebody might have more speed than him. And and an offense, but he's going to have a significantly better combination of speed and ability.
0: Jalen Hyatt, say hi to Jalen Rager.
1: <laughs> not even close. Uh
0: yeah, I, I we're not going to agree on Jalen Hyatt. I I think differently, um, and you do as well. That's completely yeah, fine.
1: You, yeah, you, you you can be wrong. It's fine. It's
0: fine. Now you want to talk about talk about a guy who is low four fours that has all of that ability, has that rack, has that yak, has insane route running. Let's talk about Zay Flowers. So twitchy. I didn't think he had as long, as much long speed on game film. The 40-yard dash, he looked fantastic. Uh, But I think overall, this guy's just a playmaker. When he has the ball in his hands, he's fantastic. Super shifty wide receiver that becomes a running back when he gets the ball in his hands. Great vision, can make you miss. I loved his routes, loved his hands. He doesn't have, you know, that unreal, you know, 60-yard, you know, top-end speed, in my opinion. But he's got that short area quickness like we were talking about with JSN, and I think even more than JSN does.
1: Yeah, and I had him as my wide receiver eight, but it's not because I don't like him. I've still got him as a wow, second you round, hate round him? third round type guy. Wow. Yeah. A lot of like a lot of guys in my like four through like ten, nine range are pretty similar. They're all type, day two type grades, um, and I, I would be. I'd have no problem with him going earlier in day two, just because I do think he is a very first style receiver. He lined up in the backfield. He ran routes on the backfield and looked good doing it. Every once in a while, get some you know design design touches and would have damage would make damage with it. Um, I, I think if he can add. Uh, you know, a little bit of size, you know, maybe add a little bit of weight, even though he's, he's not going to grow. But if, you know, if he could add just a little bit of weight to maintain his, you know, his power and kind of just, you know, drive it up a little bit more, I think he could be a really strong asset for an NFL team.
0: Yeah. I, I saw a lot of hype about Zay full hours coming into um, scouting, and he paid it off for me, unlike one other guy who we'll be talking about soon. All right, Chase, you're number Boy. five. Let's talk about it.
1: Um, and my number five, Kayshawn Booty himself. I remember there was talks that this dude is going to be the wide receiver one coming to this class like like years ago. Just, he was Tamar Chase 2.0, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not quite the case, but I still think he is a very talented receiver. He's got a great, you know, size combo with, with his athleticism. He can still move. I think he's very agile. Um, when, when it comes to his catching ability, I think it's still good. Maybe not elite, but once he has the ball in his hands, I think he can really do some damage i I really liked his ability to separate I think downfield he's someone that you can he can play jamar Chase type role at a much le- lower level obviously but like in that role for an offense as the number two guys of the number one I, I think that you know he could really have a lot of success for for an, for an NFL team
0: um Keyshawn Butte, Booty, one of the guy booty whatever you want to say um, booty one of the guys that had a disappointing combine um compared to other guys like jsn that really shine um on these on-field drills bootay did not do well on the vert did not do well on the broad jump uh, a lot of people will look at the four six 40 yard dash that he had second he had a four five on his first one so let's not pretend that he's a 467 receiver yes he yeah, got he's that not. a second time but you know, not the case. Um, I I don't have Boutte that high, but I do have him at number seven. Um, and the very last thing I said about him was that he's the first guy I'm actually happily surprised about. Um, and analysis was that he just glides all over the field. Like, it looks effortless when he's out there running routes. Uh, I did feel like he lost some burst over the course of his college career with his injuries, um, but I thought he still had – Good top-end speed. He wasn't you know, the quickest guy, but top-end speed, good. I thought he had solid strength, really nice routes, and above-average hands. I think this guy would be a really good wide receiver, too. Maybe he goes and joins up with his LSU teammate, Justin Jefferson, takes over that number 2 role from Adam Thielen.
1: I think that would be a really good complimentary piece right there. I, I do like that fit. It would be annoying as a Lions fan, but as a fantasy player, I think that would be a good fit. And the final thing I want to say on him, I legitimately do think that if he were to play in a better passing offense, and of course stay healthy, like that that's always a factor. But if he played in a better passing offense, you know, these last year or two, I think he would have been looked at much differently, would have been viewed as a better prospect coming into this because like LSU these last you know year or two, it's just it's not been obviously what it was with Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy because in his final game with LSU this season he broke off a fantastic touchdown and he was really showing how good he is after the catch. And a lot of people, a lot of the fantasy community said, Oh, there's Keishon Bouté. That that's the guy that we remember um, because it's been a while since we saw it. So really hoping that yeah. he can kind of bring back to life his career because he does have talent. Number five is Xavier Hutchinson for me out of Iowa state. Uh, I just love the big man. Uh, He's a guy that he doesn't remind me up to the level of, say, like a Drake London, but could he be similar to a Michael Pittman? I think lesser scale, but I think, yeah. Uh, I think he's got good hands. He's a good mover for his size. He's super fluid and put together. A lot of these big guys, you'll see them. They're a little clunky, you know, a little bit awkward looking as they're running. I don't think Xavier Hutchinson has that. Uh, Now, I don't think he does anything Elite, I don't think he's like an elite spect spectacular catcher I don't think he's an elite yards after catch guy, but I think he's very consistent and very good as that big-bodied receiver And I think he's best served as a wide receiver, too
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that last part especially in terms of the athletics just average to me like average speed average agility edged average athlete um, but when it comes to his hands, I think they're very strong. When it comes to his route running, I think he's one of the better route runners in this class. I think he can separate, um, had very solid college production too. And he's a willing blocker. That's something that you know, you'd know like to see, especially out of a guy that might not be your number one. If they're willing to kind of get get a little dirty, help out on the run game, pass game, that's good to see. Um, I, I think that he's maybe got some wide receiver one upside. Um, like He's got the size and build for it, but I, I just – I think he's probably really relegated to that number two instead.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm really hoping for good things out of him because I think a lot of people also saw the likes of Michael Pittman and T. Higgins being in a similar category where they're kind of that fringe guy, and you know they were better. So, like I said, fringe guy one to two, you never really know, um, but they obviously shot up to being the number one guys. Um, Colts, obviously, Michael Pittman's going to be that number one guy, but a lot of people see T. Higgins as being a number one guy if Jamar Chase wasn't there. I think that there could be that potential depending on the situation he lands himself in. Um, but let's Fair. talk about your number six.
1: So my number six, Tank Dell out of Houston. Uh, really, for me, the only downside for him is the size. Like, he's obviously quite small. Um, you know, like, just if he could add some mass I think it would really help him, but he is very dynamic. I don't think it's gonna limit him um, being an outside receiver, despite his size, because he's just he's got the speed to to kind of go downfield. I think he would dominate in a slot role. I think he could be one of these elite slot receivers. And I, the league's finally starting to change, but some, some people, some you know, fans still think that oh, a slot receiver, he's a wide receiver three. You shouldn't take him high. Like that's just not the case. Like. We, we, we see so many slot receivers nowadays become such dominant players. We see so many dominant players go line up in the slot. So it, it's not a hindrance at all the way that offense run nowadays, especially with the RPOs coming in. I, it, it's stupid to not have a quality slot slot receiver. So to get Tank Dell as that type of guy, I think would be awesome because that athleticism combined with you know that short you know burst route running ability, I, I think he could be one of the league's premier slot guys.
0: Uh, Tank Dell, the guy I was talking about when it came to, someone who's gotten a lot of hype pre-scouting um, that I've seen that just didn't really impress me. Uh no. Definitely not as athletic as I thought he would be. And even with you talking about him, I'm not sure he's at that level. I think he's got that awesome shiftiness that you like to see. But a guy who's 5'8", 165 pounds, running a 449. again, 40's not everything, but that's not good. Like, not impressive whatsoever. And if if you're supposed to be a high-end athlete, you do better than that. Um, but Shifty can make a man miss. I really like that. I thought at times he had inconsistent hands. Um, generally, they were pretty solid, but there were times where, I don't know. I don't know if he was just trying to look to make the next man miss or whatever it might have been, but he's just dropping balls he shouldn't have. Uh, also, don't think he has the size and strength to break a tackle if someone's got their hands on him. Now, if they don't yet... Then he can make a man miss, but to actually break those tackles when they're already on him, not sure he's got that. Uh, But overall, I think he's a solid route runner as as well. So, you know, shifty guy, really small guy that's not as as athletic as I would hope and can't really break tackles. So I have him as a late round three pick.
1: If you can get the ball to him, like – six to eight yards on line of scrimmage. I think he's got the legitimate ability every time to make that a 25 third yard play because of that shiftiness, because of how I think he sees the field and maybe he won't break out of tackles as much as you want, but he will evade them. So I, I just think that's, that's such a valuable piece to have with the way offense is going nowadays.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think just with everything combined, the size, the athletic profile at that size and the ability to you know make contested catches and all that just didn't have it for me. That's why he's not. I
1: don't. I, I just I, I don't think the combine tells the story for his athleticism. It's sometimes some guys have good combines, some other bad combines. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes it does matter, and I think this is a case where it probably doesn't matter. I think he just you know might have underwhelmed. Maybe he wasn't you know loose enough to run. Whatever it might be, because you know we've seen guys like like Isaiah likely last year he ran like a sub 540 and he played very strong but played very well in his rookie years of tight end so I don't think it's the end all be all I think he is going to end up probably playing better than what his 40 kind of ended up here
0: my tape notes not as athletic as I thought he would be that was before the combine so I think it shows on field and uh, but I was expecting high-end athleticism um that was before I obviously saw his 40-yard dash. so um, Kind of just reassured you're, where, you're where just I personally was at. But let's you're talk about a, a guy that you're going to hate now. Um, so, you know, we'll go tip for tat. You know, I'll hate on one of your guys. You can now hate on one of my guys. Uh, that Perfect. being Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Uh, guy's a bigger receiver, 6'2", 203. I personally thought he was a little bit raw of a prospect. I think he needs work on his routes and his overall feet. I think also his hands can be inconsistent, um, but similar to tanked out, inconsistent, but generally, I think they're solid overall. The thing that I loved about Rasheed Rice is his strength and using that big frame to box out DBs. He's able to win those 50-50 balls because of his size, his strength, and his ability to position himself in the right way to go out and win those. Um, I, I think that, He is good after the catch. I don't think he's great by any means, but for a guy his size, I was taken off guard a little bit with how talented he was after the catch. Um, Also, one thing that I saw, I don't remember what game it was, but there were five straight plays where he drew pass interference, and that kind of just shows how talented he is when it comes to boxing out the DBs and putting them in a position where, hey, He's either catching the ball or you're drawing a flag. And on five straight plays, he was able to draw pass interference. So I I absolutely love that as well. Overall, like I mentioned, I think he's a little bit raw of a prospect. He really needs some work when it comes to routes. But if there's a guy that I want to take a shot on and I'm confident in my coaching staff, I think it's Rasheed Rice. I think he's got some really, really solid upside
1: maybe he is raw or maybe he's just underwhelming I think he's just underwhelming personally um just didn't do much for me I mean solid overall speed combo and quick feet I, I like that but when it comes you know terms to his blocking ability I don't think really anything's there breaking tackles kind of you know doing damage in the open field I think it's fine but it's nothing special hands are fine um his college production was very strong I'll give him that he did put up some solid numbers at SMU but like I don't know. I think he's just kind of like, a, I don't think he's a dude. I think he's just kind of a guy. I, I have him as an earlier day three type of pick. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I would prefer to go elsewhere. This might be some other team's cup of tea. He's just not really mine.
0: That's that surprises me a little bit because I know with you, you're very athletic profile. You look at, you know, speed and everything, but also you're you're a guy who likes size as well. When they compare it with, I do the athleticism. Um, so it does surprise me a little bit that you have them so low. But when I compare the last two we've talked about, when we talk, you know, do they have room for improvement and everything? I feel like Rasheed Rice, as a younger player than Tank Dell, has that ability to grow. In some areas where, you know, they're a little bit more learning, you know, routes are a little bit easy, easy, excuse me, easier learnt than the likes of, you know, being physical and having that strength. So, um, yeah, I, I think Rasheed Rice has that upside.
1: And, you know, maybe he does. Um, I I would still be willing to spend a draft pick on him, but where I'm willing to spend a pick, I think he's probably already gone. So I'm not going to, you know, sweat, lose, you know, like lose any sleep, whatever it might be um, on missing out on him. Because who who knows? I could be wrong. He could be a fine number two, but really probably a number three level type receiver for me. And in this draft, a number three level type receiver, I'm just going to take him in day three based on what else is around. Not much, though. (laughs) Not much is around. No, I'm not necessarily talking receivers. I'm talking about the other oh, groups in general. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel yeah.
0: All right, let's talk about your number seven. I believe that's Dontavian Wicks.
1: Yeah, and you know, it wasn't really expecting it. I didn't know a ton about him. Um, like I, you know, I've seen him play, but just didn't really expect like anything crazy. But I watching the tape and you know, kind of seeing the athletic profile combined with the size, it's a similar type thing to what's not. So we just talked about um, Rashid Rice, like similar size, similar athleticism but to me he just he looked better i thought i thought he had better hands thought he had better break tackle ability i thought he had better route running by a little bit i thought his you know rack ability was just stronger release um college production was very good too so i i thought he was just overall better um you know as my notes say good size elite playmaking ability and his one full season's primary target he averaged 20 yards per catch which is just impeccable. Um, you know, solid hands, good route running. I think he'll be a menace after the catch. Just a really good. I think he could be like a really, really, really good number two type receiver with that. You know, big playability.
0: Yeah, and I've got Dontavian Wicks actually tied for my number ten. I've got Josh Downs, Dontavian Wicks, and Bryce Ford Wheaton all with the same exact grade. Um, I have them all as uh, late round three guys. Um, Wicks is a smooth route runner. I, I think very similar to Keishon bute He glides around the, feet, uh, around the field with really good speed. Um, the one thing that was concerning for me is he said solid hands. I thought that was by far his biggest issue because he led the FBS in drops last year while healthy. He only played eight total games, um, you know, because he, he left the season a little bit early with, I believe it was injury but he led the FBS and drops and there was a lot of drops that I saw on his tapes so uh, I think that this guy can be a really solid receiver after the catch if he gets the ball in his hands but will he consistently do that I don't know I mean when you're leading the FBS and drops that's not necessarily a good thing
1: and like that's why I said solid because I just think it's going to take a little more focus and not just thinking about what's next um you know as you're catching the ball you can't be like all right now where do I run as it's coming into your hands it's got to come into your hands and then you think all right where do I go and I think it's just a little more a little more focus on that and he's going to take that really big step and be awesome in the role that I expect him to take but I think that's something that that can be coached and if you get a good receivers coach like everything else is there
0: I hope so because we saw Laquan Treadwell another guy who had the case of the drops at the college level and really couldn't put it together at the next level here Uh, in the NFL and uh, I I think we're starting to get to the point where we kind of agree a little bit more on the players there's a little bit of differences like overall I like Dontavian Wicks I think he can be a good player but there is that big concern for me Um, but I think we're starting to come a little bit closer when it comes to our wide receivers Um, for sure and as I say that let's talk about a receiver you probably don't like (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) but my alum Michigan State Jaden Reed um, this is a guy that I personally thought, and I have it in my notes, and you're going to hate it, and I love that, is if people think Tank Dell can be good at the next level, there's no shot Jaden Reed can't be good at the next level. Fast, twitchy wide receiver, a good route runner, great after the catch. Hands can be a little inconsistent, can't lie about that. He's not effective in the blocking game, but he was a punt returner for a reason. This guy is fantastic after the catch. Uh, I thought I saw a lot of Miko Hardman out of this guy. I think he can be a dynamic wide receiver three. That can be a little change of pace. And he can be an also special teamers as well.
1: So not the same build, obviously, but like, I think he's more of like a Khalif Raymond where good special teamer, um, you know, when you need him to step up, he can. Khalid Freeman had a very good year for the Lions this year, and I think that's what Jaden Reed can do, because I do think he is very good after the catch, and he can create some separation at, at moments. I don't think he's necessarily a lead at it, but he can definitely create some separation. Um, not a complete speedster like you might hope for when I was kind of watching, and the bad QB play, I Michigan State say, definitely didn't help his case. So if he gets better quarterback play, maybe he looks better. I don't know. Um, it, it just underwhelmed a little bit. So I think he's more in line of, like, it's a different position, different type player, too. But like Kenny Wongu last year went in the fourth round and was like, oh, that's kind of surprising. But it was mostly to be like that returner and then play one needed. I think Jaden Reed will be a similar type of thing. I
0: think you get a guaranteed like top eight level returner out of Jaden Reed as he comes in. And I think he's going to be a, uh, I, I don't think he's going to come in year one and have a ton of production. But I think that if you're weak in the wide receiver core, He can easily step in, be a wide receiver three, give you some production at the
1: the NFL level. Yeah. And just like maybe, I don't know.
0: All right. uh, Who do you have next?
1: I got Bryce Ford Wheaton, baby.
0: All right. Bryce Ford.
1: Yeah. Bryce Ford Wheaton sits at my number nine spot. um, And I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I really did not know very much about this guy. By that, I mean, I didn't know anything about this guy until I first watched him, um, and really when he first kind of came in at the Combine, I was like, all right, I, I got to watch this guy. Saw the numbers that he put up, saw his athletic profile, big body, great speed, can fly down the field, looked awesome on, on tape. Um, really, I think it's the same exact player as like DK Metcalf, um, you I was reading something I think it was on CBS sports and it was saying that um, his 40 time combined with his um, size ability, I guess his size on ability. His size um, is only three players had that combination in the last, like, I think it's 10 years. It was him. It was DK Metcalf and it was Tariq Wollin. Uh So two TLC Hawks, funny enough, but two guys who have, I say overplayed the draft position, definitely Tariq Wollin, Cause he was taking like a fifth round pick and DK Metcalf was very end of the second round and he's played above that. So I think it could be the same type of thing here for Ford Wheaton. Where is he going to end up? I don't know. He probably ends up late day two, early day three, and I think whoever's getting him is going to get a steal just because that size and speed combo is just so deadly.
0: Yeah, so I I think that I don't necessarily know if if it did translate to tape. In my opinion, um, I saw his 40-yard dash, and it was fantastic, of course, Uh, but when looking at the tape, I thought he was great when it comes to lawn speed. And we saw that with his 40 yard dash, but I think that he is more of a speeding train rather than the flash. I think it takes him a little bit to actually get up to that final gear. And I think that's where I kind of questioned his release. And I questioned his route running. I didn't see that quick burst off the line. I didn't see that quick burst when it comes to making routes. Um, but I think he's a very interesting prospect because of how big he is, because of that top gear speed that he has. Um, one thing I saw when it came to his actual, like, receiving ability, the 50-50 balls were so weird. They were so inconsistent. Some of them he would make, like, just the most insane play you ever see, like stuff only Mike Evans and, uh, you know, the top spec catchers, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, only those type of guys that can make. But then the next time, he can't even track the ball right. And I'm just so confused on all of that. But end all be all, I've got him with the same grade as Josh Jones, Dontavian Wicks, and himself. And I said the raw size and athleticism is worth taking a shot on this player.
1: Yeah, if he goes in in a day two pick, I think he's going to be someone who shoots up like dynasty rookie boards pretty quickly because of how his combine went, and people are gonna start watching and seeing him go that early. Be like, oh my God, here we go. Um, I kind of hope he slips into early day three because we still see receivers of any draft capital get a lot of run. Where we've seen running backs in the past, you know, maybe you know day three on him. Sometimes even round three guys don't get as much leeway. Receivers basically always do because of. You know, how much an elite receiver helps and how many you need on a team. So I think basically, no matter where he goes, as long as it's an opportunity that he can play, I I think he's going to kind of be a surprise rookie this year.
0: Yeah. And I'll say, anyone in our dynasty league, feel free to try to get him in the second round because he won't be going
1: in the first. It's my, yeah. You know, (laughs) what what if, what if he goes like eighth overall and to the like Kansas City Chiefs and say he's our wide receiver one?
0: then i might have to take the 12th pick and use it on him but cuz like, it, even like he,
1: that's obviously not going to happen Yeah. But.
0: even if he goes round 3 like early round 3 like pick 67 or something i'm still not still not taking him
1: yeah, well i, see I just i just don't your... really want
0: wide receivers in this draft class so
1: and you know like fair enough i guess but in your league especially where you have all those picks if you start three receivers and have two flex you kind of need receivers
0: I've got three already, and I plan on taking at least three. Um, but there you go. Maybe, maybe four. We'll see. Ooh. All right. My final guy, my 10th ranked. I've mentioned him twice now, tied with Dontavian Wicks and Bryce Ford Wheaton. He just got a slight nod. Um, not even really a slight nod. It's just that's where he ended up in my Excel sheet. Um, is Josh Downs. Now, Josh Downs really disappointed me when I was watching his first little bit of tape. Um, As I continued watching, it got a little bit better, and then at the combine, I really liked what I saw there. Um, I think the one thing that Josh Downs has down, get it, Uh, his hands. I think his hands are fantastic. I think they could be top three in this class. He did not drop a lot if any, when I was watching his tape. um, But my biggest issue with him was all of the extra movement. When he was releasing off the line of scrimmage, he had to really dip down his shoulders before he got off the line. While running the routes, he will take a bigger step for that plant foot, and that just gives it away. That gives it away to the DB. Like, what are we doing here? And then also, when it comes to catching the football, the guy always has to jump. Whether it's a little bunny hop or, you know, a long jumping stride, he's always going to be in the air when he catches the football, and that is one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to receivers. Keep your momentum going forward. You don't need to get off the ground. So Josh Downs, another one of these guys. I've got a late day three grade on him, or a late round three grade on him. I don't love him by any means, but I think by far his best attribute is his hands.
1: Yeah, he's the first guy I have as a uh, day three pick for wide receivers, funny enough. It's um, just like the hands are the only thing he has going for him for me. Like, yeah, he, he can move like fine downfield. But a lot of things that you mentioned, I kind of echo similar sentiments. He's my wide receiver 12. And it, it's just it, it's weird. I hit his yards, you know, like is it yards per like route, yards per catch. catching. Like, they were a little like underwhelming given the you know, type of player you think he would be. Um, so when, when you look at that and how that translates to the NFL it might be a little concerning if he can be used as a slot guy, just because it's sure handedness and you use him solely downfield, like, you know, that might be fine, but I just, I don't think he's going to be like a value for an NFL offense. I think he's just going to be, yeah you know, like he could be useful.
0: Yeah, I agree. And kind of just shows where this draft class is when it comes to wide receivers, because Chase had him as his I had him as my 10 and we're both talking about him. Like he'll be a a guy, not, not the guy, but a guy.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, it it is pretty fair. Um, it it just, yeah, he's just, just, just a guy. Mm I don't know. how to explain it.
0: Yeah. So unfortunately not the best wide receiver group coming out this draft class, but the next group we are going to be looking at is going to be the tight ends, and this is where this draft class yet again shines. The quarterbacks, very solid this year, a lot better than last year. The running backs, fantastic. You know, next level, one of the best we've seen in the last decade, and that includes that draft class that had Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. This could be another one of those classes when it comes to running back. Wide receiver, not really there, but tight end, another one of those classes that could really see four, five, maybe even six starters out of this class. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I know Chase is too. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some free agency next week. Um, It's going to be a good overall episode.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. It's again on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to turn on notifications and let us know down in those comments what you think the top 10 wide receivers are in this draft class. Do you agree with Chase? Do you agree with me? Do you think both of us are stupid? Let us know down in the comments. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could please give us a five-star rating and a follow. Would absolutely love you for it. Thanks so much for coming out. And as always, we're not professionals.